This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. In the past couple of weeks, various state officials have voiced their support for an amendment to the Alabama state constitution. Now the Alabama Attorney General's office is now speaking publicly about the need for Anaya's law. Barry Matson with the AG's office spoke with ABC 3340 News. Anaya's law will will, will be a, a great tool for us because um, it would allow judges and and there's these are not automatic. There's, there's due process. The state has to burden the proof. We have to show uh, the facts and circumstances of the underlying murder, homicide, rape, robbery, or whatever it was, uh, that there is a uh, clear present danger to the community or to specific people if this person is allowed to make bond. Matson also spoke about the devastating case when it comes to Anaya Blanchard and her kidnapping and murder. But, you know, a family, a community is crushed by this violent act that was completely preventable. Alabama's state school superintendent, Dr. Eric Mackey, is now talking about the recent national test scores for Alabama. The National Assessment of Education Progress released its 2022 report card for all of the states in the nation, and that occurred last week. For Alabama, the math score for fourth grade remained the same, but dropped by five points for eighth graders, which are also involved in the testing. The state still moved up in rankings. However, that was only because other states had students who did poorly on the testing as a result of all the COVID lockdowns. The state is three points behind the national average in reading and five points behind in math. Dr. Mackey spoke on Capitol Journal out of Montgomery, saying that he and others are still excited about what they see happening within fourth grade. Mackey said it takes time to make changes, and it's a lot like turning around a big ship. A horrific crime in Blunt County is now making national headlines. Justin Fields was arrested for brutally stabbing and beheading his own girlfriend. Police say that Fields and his girlfriend went out to celebrate his 38th birthday on October 21st. Fields propositioned his girlfriend for sex when they returned home later that night, and she refused. That's when Fields snapped and became very violent. Police who have been in law enforcement for decades, as well as have combat experience in the military, say that the crime scene was beyond words. Blunt County Sheriff Mark Moon says that Fields was interviewed by two investigators and admitted to the crime. Sheriff Moon says that Fields knew what he was doing and did so because he didn't get what he wanted. Severe weather and tornadic activity hit the southern part of Alabama this past Saturday. One West Mobile resident spoke with WALA News about what his family experienced. The rain just ceased. You didn't hear it anymore. and It just sounded like a freight train. Uh, you could feel the pressure in your body. It just felt really weird. My ears popped. Listen, that was what told me, okay, there's something really going on. That was what really told me, and that was when I grabbed my son and I threw him in the closet because I've never felt that. I said, well, my ears popped and I felt that. I said, okay, yeah, something's going on. So far, no reports of fatalities or injuries are coming from that area. The largest no-kill dog shelter in the state of Alabama has opened its doors. Big Dog Ranch Rescue is located in Shorter, Alabama, It has been sheltering greyhounds from a nearby racetrack before the company decided to expand their operations. Now Big Dog Ranch Rescue will take even more dogs on their 100-acre site. And they'll also serve nine states as a rehabilitation and adoption center for neglected and abused dogs. Right now, the rescue center is housing about 100 dogs. But the group's founder and CEO, Lori Simmons, said they will be able to save about 5,000 dogs every year. 
There's a 10-year-old Alabama boy who has an incredible big fish story, and he's got the pictures to prove it. Nick Parkus of Scottsboro went on a fishing trip with his grandfather on Lake Guntersville. That is where he caught a monster of a catfish that is almost as long as the young boy is tall. Parkus reeled in a 70-pound catfish. He and his grandfather were only fishing from a dock on the lake when they snagged the big fish, and the boy managed to reel it in, of course, with help from Grandpa. The boy almost broke a 1986 record where Rick Connor of Selma reeled in an 80-pound flathead catfish. Parkus and his grandfather got the proof in photos, then put the fish back in the waters, so it's still out there. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news. The U.S. Pentagon is reminding Americans that the nation's greatest security threat is China, not so much Russia and what's been going on in the headlines over in Ukraine. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin released an 80-page report on the upcoming national defense strategy in regards to China. Austin described the communist Chinese government as the pacing challenge for the U.S. military and defense. He wrote that China is the only competitor out there with both the intent to reshape the international order and also the power to do it. In this report, Chief of Naval Operations Admiral Mike Gilday suggested that China will try to take the island of Taiwan by force anytime between now and 2027. Gilday described the CCP government as using increasingly provocative rhetoric and coercive activity as they seek to obtain dominance over that key region where Taiwan is. Details continue to emerge in the case involving the husband of the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Paul Pelosi was attacked in his home this past weekend. Nancy Pelosi released an official statement on the incident that happened while she was in Washington, D.C. at the time. Nancy Pelosi called it a brutal attack and thanked law enforcement for their quick response. David DePape is now the man who has been arrested and charged with breaking into the Pelosi home and attacking Paul Pelosi with a hammer placing the 82-year-old Pelosi in the hospital. At first, certain media outlets were trying to make this attack be connected to the events of January 6th for some reason. Here is a montage of news audio that was put together by Breitbart News of all the outlets like CNN and MSNBC trying to make this crime somehow connected to MAGA extremists. Before the assault occurred, according to this source, the intruder confronted Mr. Pelosi in their home shouting, where is Nancy? Where is Nancy? Debbie Dingell, that's what the intruders going through the hallways on January 6th were shouting, Nancy, Nancy. These conspiracies already produced violence on January 6th, and so it's no surprise that that would only continue. We have obviously seen political violence as we did on January 6th. This is part of the January 6th insurrection toxicity that has infected the, the brains of people around the country uh, in horrible ways, if this is accurate. The facts that are now coming out show that DePape is actually a radical liberal who was living inside a school bus near the home of his ex-girlfriend in the town of Berkeley. Both DePape and his ex-girlfriend Gypsy Tob flew various flags around the home and the school bus that promoted marijuana, the end of capitalism, and other social issues. The ex-girlfriend is actually a nudist colony activist. An election integrity group called Verity Vote has now sent a letter to the Pennsylvania Secretary of State saying that data shows 250,000 ballots being mailed to PA voters without their identities being verified. Fifteen state lawmakers joined that group, Verity Vote, in signing on to the letter. 
They cited testimony coming from the Deputy Secretary of Elections and Commissions. The state lawmakers say that this move puts conscientious election workers in a position to accept and count ballots where no prior verification occurred. The only opportunity for those ballots to be fully verified is when they're mailed in and the person who mailed it in provides the necessary information. A town in Wisconsin has now backed down from their plans to restrict the First Amendment among their residents. The Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty caught wind of a plan that was happening in the town of Newchester, and they wrote a letter to stop that action from proceeding any further. The town officials were planning to adopt a local ordinance that banned any type of political materials from being posted in the downtown public area. This included signs, handbills, flyers, and other printed materials. The town was going to fine residents $1,000 if they violated that ordinance. The Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty made the town aware in a demand letter that this type of ordinance was unconstitutional and the right to distribute political materials on public land in this country has been recognized since time immemorial. Well, it's going to be an interesting week to watch what happens at the headquarters of social media company Twitter, which is based in California. They now have a new owner in place as of last Friday, and that new owner is Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk. The top executives at Twitter have already left the building, never more to return in that capacity, including the former CEO and CFO. Musk is now signaling that more layoffs are ahead with some generous payouts to those that are being let go in the days ahead. Layoffs are likely to start on November 1st. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow, and I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.